Welcome back to another episode of the unofficial Squarespace Entrepreneur Show. My name is Omari Harabin, founder of sqspthemes.com. And if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, this show, at least for the past six months or so, has consisted of me uh, meeting with and talking with different Squarespace entrepreneurs, people who've built a business around this platform. Um, so whether it's a product or services, uh, whatever it is, uh, if it's intended to serve and meet the needs of the users of the Squarespace platform, uh, then you're in the right place. That's what we do. That's what we're all about. All right. So I'm here with Jason Barone, uh, founder of Squarefront, long time, long time Squarespace um, expert. Uh, one of the OGs in my book, um, I learned a lot from Jason early on. Um, and so it's really great to be able to have him on the show today. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself in a moment. But yeah, Jason, I guess this is the moment. So go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself. Thanks, Omari. No, man, I'm excited to, to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. That's awesome, too. Thanks for the comments about uh, you know, Squarefront and some of the things that you found early on. I was actually really excited when you, when you first told me about uh, all that stuff, how it's helped you. Uh, which is it's just exciting to hear. But yeah, a little, little bit about me. I mean, kind of the short version is uh, currently I'm uh, a design engineer at Uber. Been there for about uh, four years or so. And my work with Squarespace almost 12 or 13 years ago um, eventually led to me getting a position uh, with Uber. So there's been a lot of things along the way, and we can kind of dive into those uh, on the show here. But uh, ultimately, it all started uh, with Squarespace. When I first got into it back in 2007, 2008 or so, I really didn't know much at all about code. So I didn't go to college for design or development or anything like that. I was actually an auto mechanic. So right out of high school, uh, I was working at a Ford uh, you know, dealership, just kind of doing random things. And then I went through sort of like this work study program, uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do. So you kind of fall into that when you grow up in uh, a blue collar, you know, town or whatever. I grew up yeah. in Northeast Baltimore, uh, but that eventually led to me wanting to start a business. And, you know, my outlet was sort of like find something online. So I found a couple platforms, I mean, you know, the, the kind of typical platforms, WordPress, uh, Drupal, things like that. Eventually, I found Squarespace, and, and I just went all in uh, on yeah. Squarespace. What is this, like 2008? Probably when I, when I first started, um, I would say it's probably like 2005, five, six, something like that. Because oh, while, while, while I was doing the auto mechanic stuff, I was literally like in, in a garage, and, and you kind of just want to do more, or at least I wanted to do more. Uh, you know, it's kind of that entrepreneurial sort of fire where yeah. you're like, oh, man, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So my first outlet was actually real estate. So the real estate market was really hot back in 2005 and like everyone uh, was a real estate agent. So it was kind of like, all right, let me try that. And once I got into it, I realized, you know, I'm really not a great realtor, <laughs> but that's where I really learned about uh, business and sales and marketing and, uh, you know, really talking to people and, and selling. And I did that for about two years or so. But what I found myself doing more was constantly working on the technology. So I was constantly like thinking about, all right, what's my real estate website look like? How am I generating leads? You know, what about the, yeah. the email drip campaigns that follow? So yeah, about 2005, six or so is really where I started saying like, hey, maybe I should do this instead of real estate. And then, you know, of course I found the four hour work week. Uh, and once I found oh. that, I was like, 
I want to build an online business. That was my thing. And then, you know, web design is kind of, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's kind of the yeah. easiest to get into and there's a lot of resources available. It's the gateway so. drug. It, it is. definitely is. <laughs> Word. Wow. Dude, that, that's like a, I didn't know you went that far back with this thing. Um, because those days I was just like in college with no idea uh, that the four hour work week existed um, <laughs> until like 10 years later. Um, and it's funny too, my last guest, Jared, he was just talking about the four hour work week as well as being that kind of like catalyst to like, okay, I definitely want to do this other thing. Um, and you know yeah, I mean, I, like I had no idea this other thing existed. So, um, that's pretty interesting, man. So like, um, we're going to, we're going to get back to the Squarespace stuff, but like, what have you been up to lately? Like what's kind of, uh, got your, your attention these days? Like, you know, um, fast forward 15 years or 10 yeah. years or whatever. Yeah. I mean, currently, you know, I'm still uh, full-time at Uber. So when I, you know, and if, if we, if we get into this, you know, this, the whole thing with Squarefront, you know, like kind of mid career, you know, this was back in 2014, 15, something like that. You know, I was doing kind of the day to day, you know, just serviced work, service-based work with clients on Squarespace platform. And you kind of get to that point where you got to decide what you want to do. And I didn't want to grow a big agency, um, especially, you know, with the, having this sort of drive to build an online business that was, you know, super scalable. I owned it. You know, it was just like myself, maybe hiring contractors and things like that. I did not want to have an agency and I did not want to live in, you know, one specific area and build a company there. So you kind of start like thinking about like, what are my options? You know, I, you can either just get really, really good at Squarespace and maybe, you know, start charging more, start doing more work, maybe hiring, uh, you know, external contractors to help, or you get into uh, a product business. And I think that's what really got me start starting to think about how do I build something where I can leverage the information that I know, uh, you know, I was really good at Squarespace by that time. And I was like, how can I package this up and sell it in some way, you know, sell plugins, sell tutorials. And that's really what led to this kind of beginning of Squarefront. And it took me a while, uh, but eventually, you know, like I, I launched something, it didn't fully launch, I had a lot of issues with that. And this Uber opportunity sort of came up around, you know, when I was having all these issues trying to get Squarefront launched. So yeah. ultimately, I joined, uh, joined Uber, I dropped everything, moved to San Francisco, I was currently living in New York at the time. And I started just kind of like, literally heads down, like, all right, how do I develop, you know, first of all, how do I get hired at Uber? Cause they pulled me on as a contractor for a few months prior. And then I was like really trying to get hired cause it was, you know, it was more money than I had ever made. So it was kind of like, all right, this is a great opportunity for me to actually build a, a career path. So yeah. I kind of went heads down and I guess to answer your question, I'm kind of tying it all back. Uh, I went heads down into JavaScript. You know, when, when you start talking about design, web development, you know, HTML, CSS, all these different things, um, what I found was that JavaScript was actually the path for me to really develop and get good with building websites and web applications. And I really didn't know a lot of it the whole time that I was working with Squarespace. I kind of like, I always say and joke with like other, um, you know, uh, Squarespace developers, like I knew just enough to be dangerous, you know, yeah. meaning like, Hey, can your client would ask me to build like a slider or something like that. And I would go, you know, stack overflow, Squarespace forums, whatever it is, and just try to find that one thing. And I would learn yeah. just that one thing, get it implemented, 
but you really don't develop your knowledge when you do that. You, you develop a little bit. Uh, but I really started focusing on JavaScript. And four years later, you know, fast forwarding to, to today, um, I, that's actually still my focus. I mean, I, I feel like if you're a web developer, you want to build something online uh, or b- build some sort of a business online, I actually would recommend people start with JavaScript. Uh, you know, obviously HTML and CSS as well. But that that stack right there, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, sort of focus on that because if you get good with that, you can really build. I, I want to say you can build almost anything because there's mm. so many different libraries that let you leverage JavaScript uh, knowledge to build anything you could possibly think of, and that's kind of still my focus. Now, there's a second part to that to your question because, like, the other thing that I've been really focusing on is becoming better at design. So, like, not having a formal you know, expertise in design as I was actually building sites for clients, you know, you're just kind of picking up things as you go and, and learning yeah. uh, from others. But I really didn't feel like I was a good designer. And when I joined Uber, you know, they had lots and lots of world-class designers at the company and there was a little bit of imposter syndrome on my part. So I've been kind of spending the last four years just learning more about design, like basic design principles, you know, nothing too crazy. Cause I'm, I'm always kind of like, I'm more of the, I just kind of like learn by doing. I don't like to yeah. kind of sit in front of a you know a class. Uh, I actually don't like to do tutorials too much. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just been really focusing on how to get better sort of the craft of design. Yeah, the, the craft, man. Um, I I've recently I don't know if it's recently, but I've definitely grown to like appreciate spending a lot of time just with the craft you know um i feel like it makes you that much more like if you're if you know enough to be dangerous without having much craft expertise then with it then you're just like super dangerous you know i agree Um, yeah so like all right so javascript is something i'm one of those people who um i've i've you know, I'm like, I know just enough to like maybe, you know, implement something, but I've never been able to get over that hump of feeling like I could create something. Right. So like, and I'm someone who learns a lot by doing as well. So like, what would you, what would you recommend like as being like a first, like I need to have a project in order for me to like be motivated to like learn something. I can't just like go through 20 tutorials about random things. It has to be like, you know, here's this end thing that you're going to make and here's how you make it. And that end thing has to be cool enough for me to want to make it. Um, so like, what, what would you recommend for someone like me who is like borderline, you know, getting into it, but just hasn't been able to like cross that hump? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's funny because like on one hand like I, I fully understand the 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 want or the need to like build something you know like I want to learn JavaScript all right let yeah. me build something um, I actually didn't do it uh, that way specifically like I I um I took an existing Squarespace site and I think like what I got fed up is. I needed to build features fast, you know, obviously just like anything, we, we, you want to get really good at building sites and the faster you get, the more money you can make. So I got to this point where I'm like, I'm building client websites and they want to do like simple things, uh, you know, on the surface, they seem simple, but like, yeah. you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'll go ahead and like quote that out, even though I don't really know exactly what it's going to take. <laughs> um, but you know, they wanted that feature. So it's like, I gave them something, let's say it's like three hours or, or added you know, a couple hundred dollars or whatever to the, to the uh, project. 
like, all right, well, let me go figure that one thing out. You know, let's say like mm-hmm. a slide sh- slider, like a swiping slideshow. This is bo- actually before Squarespace had, uh, you know, swiping slideshows. I don't actually yeah. think they, they have swiping slideshows, but regardless, um, that was kind of the task. And I'm like, all right, well, how do I figure that out? And then I just sort of like, uh, my first, uh, place to go and it still is today is I go straight to YouTube because I want to see other people do it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of coding channels now. And, you know, some people don't learn by watching. Um, I actually, I don't think I learn by watching, but I get excited and I like seeing other people do it. And then once they go through and do it, you know, and a lot of them have code samples and things like that. I usually just like take whatever examples they have and start working on it. So like very, my very first step for me to learn JavaScript was I went to a YouTube channel. I think it was called like learn, learn code Academy or something like that. And, um, it was just a guy doing screencast tutorials, but the format, what for me was so helpful because I got to literally see this guy do it. And then I would literally just take those, you know, those items. And I think I went right into a Squarespace website and I just started adding them right there and testing it out. I know it's not a great way, um, for anyone like to just get started. Uh, but man, the YouTube tutorials for me are are so helpful. I mean, that's just, that's my go-to. That's what I recommend uh, everybody try out before you buy anything. Word. I mean, I, ironically, um, your uh, YouTube tutorial or screen shares um, were some of those very useful things to me. Um, so, you know, definitely, definitely practice that. Um, and I feel you, man, on, on the design front of just like, you know, having to like uh, learn and get your, get your chops up. So what, what are your sources there? Like, how do you go about that is it is it a similar thing like go to youtube or do you have um another another method yeah i mean i actually i favor youtube heavily i think there's there's so much good content on there and you know i I always looked at youtube as it's kind of like there's so much content you almost want to think like where do i start where do i go like who do i go to um and that i think that's the challenge with youtube it's just there's so much of it and there's no structure that a lot of people get turned off from it and they go to things like Team Treehouse or Skillshare uh, or Lynda.com or whatever. And I tried some of those in the past, and I actually didn't like the structure. You know, Team Treehouse, mm-hmm. uh, when I went through it, some of the things were great, but it was almost too structured where I wanted to, like, learn one thing and then jump to, to something else and jump to something else. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I comes learned together. a number of different things, and it kind of, yeah, it kind of comes together. So, yeah, I actually still recommend uh, YouTube. So when you're talking about, like, how do I learn things about design? I literally go in and I just like, I search for different things. I mean, I, I literally learned how to use Framer, uh, Figma, like some of the design tools by watching yeah. YouTube tutorials. I mean, it's so awesome to hear like the tutorials that you found of mine. Cause I, I think like early on, that's why I started doing tutorials. Cause I use so many of them. And I was like, man, these are so helpful. Let yeah. me just throw my stuff out there. And I wasn't even that great at the time, but I knew, yeah. I knew more than other people. So yeah. That's still content that a lot of people can appreciate, and I still do that to, uh, today. Yeah, man. Uh, I think like if you're two steps ahead, you know the, that's that's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. And this was like I think this this was like 2014, 2015, um, because that's when I started to get like heavy into Squarespace. And um, I think anytime I looked for something kind of like complicated, uh, square front would come up and then it would be like, you know, 
drop your email and and you'll get this right so like i remember there was one time i dropped my email in like mad forms yeah <laughs> um it's awesome so what what happened with squarefront man um i mean you kind of touched on it but uh you know i feel like it was a very uh heavily anticipated project from the community and and it just didn't drop so what happened there <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's like that's the thing that's constantly sitting in the back of my mind, even to to this day, uh, which is why I'm literally still working on it as a side project, yeah. and I I have ambitions to actually get it going. But yeah, if we if we rewind, I mean, the Square Fund actually started like I I think I originally registered the domain back in like 2012, 2013. It was early on, and the reason was you know, I kind of had this idea of, you know, building some sort of a product-based business and kind of leveraging what I knew and and selling that in some way and kind of creating like a better community uh, around Squarespace. It really didn't exist. You know, at the time, this was, you know, for context for people listening, you know, Squarespace is currently at version like 7, 7.1. When I was working on this heavily, this was like version 5 territory, you know, and then version 6 launched around 2012, which was kind of the, the big rebuild where everything got easier and better. So that yeah. was right around where I was getting really excited. I was like, all right, well, this has to come out now, you know, 2012, 2013, let me get this going. And uh, originally, you know, I, I thought of it, it was going to be an affiliate marketing based, uh, or I was going to monetize it with affiliate links and, yeah. uh, and advertisements, which a lot of people do. And at the time, you know, Squarespace had an affiliate program, it paid out extremely well. So I was like, all right, this is makes sense. So I put like an MVP out back in like 2012, 2013. I had just a couple articles, you know, it's like your typical articles, like 10 tips for using, you know, 10 of my best tips for square, uh, for Squarespace, you know, yeah. stuff like that would, uh, get consumed in, in Google. I'd get top of funnel traffic. They'd sign up, you know, it made me, I think a couple hundred dollars a month for a couple months. And I was like, wow, there's like super potential here. Um, yeah. So I started really kind of like, all right, well, if I could keep it simple, but I really wanted to do something awesome. And I think it's because I like, I developed this appreciation for Squarespace's branding and what they did back in, in, uh, kind of the early, you know, 2011, 2012, they were doing these really high level campaigns. They were constantly sort of tweaking their design and they were, in my mind, they were one of the best, most well-designed like SaaS companies or service-based companies out there. And I wanted mm-hmm. to do something great. And that was, I think that was number one in my, my issue is I was trying to do too much and make it too great, like right out of the gate, mm-hmm. instead of just like right. getting something out there and sort of iterating on it. You know, it was like, this thing had to be amazing, had to have all these features. So I kind of hashed out like a number of different features, you know, plugins, it would have a blog, it would have a forum. Um, I think at the time, you know, Slack was uh, just coming out and I was like, I integrated that in a way and and created a Slack community. And I kind of had this, like this vision sort of worked out where, you know, everything would sort of tie together. So the plugins would be deeply linked into uh, tutorial content and blog content. So kind of someone would land on the site from a free blog article that free blog blog article would lead people to buy a plugin that was inside of the uh, article, or it would lead them to buy a training course that was referenced in that blog article. So kind of this, like this ecosystem that I worked out was, you know, in my mind, kind of the key for it to be a huge success and an awesome resource. Um, 
And that was also the reason why I could never get it off the ground. So the main issue that I ran into, which was 2015 when I wanted to launch it, is I couldn't figure out how to do membership content on Squarespace. And keep in mind, you know, this is five years ago. And uh, like I was just telling you, you know, working at Uber, you know, one of the things I've been trying to do is learn JavaScript and all that. So I've, I've yeah. been doing that for five years. But five years ago, I really didn't know a ton about, you know, web design uh, or you know, it's HTML, CSS, JavaScript. So a lot of this stuff was the same way I handled client projects, which was, you know, I, I didn't know exactly how to do that one feature, but I was going to figure it out. And then it would take yeah. me a little bit longer. The same thing happened with Squarefront. So here I'm trying to kind of launch this like amazing thing that really hinged on the membership functionality. And it was just a disaster. Like I couldn't get it going. And then I thought I had enough time to get it. And it turns out there was like security problems where the user accounts weren't correctly um, like linking together and things weren't working right. So ultimately it just told me, I just had to halt it. I was like, all right, this is definitely not going to go out like this. So, you know, let me hold it and, and let me sort of delay it for a little while, keep working on it. And I did that and then I had to do it again. And then yeah. while all this was happening, you know, keep in mind, like, you know, I was living in New York, I was doing client work. And when you're balancing client work, living in a city like New York, and then balancing, you know, what it's Squarefront was essentially a startup in my mind, you you just can't work on both of those uh, and spend spend time on both of those. So the the more that I worked on Squarefront, the less money I would make. And the more I would work on client sites to actually like, you know, have money to, to stay in New York, um, I would have to work on square front less. So it's kind of this balancing act and it, it actually like, you know, I'll save that for another podcast, but it was like, it was a hugely tough time. I ended up losing just a lot, a lot of money. And, um, I had to move out of New York because I just, I just went underwater and, um, you know, it just wasn't a good kind of a a good year, a good couple of years actually. And, you know, at the the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned the whole thing with Uber, you know, one of my clients that I made sure to keep a good relationship with, with was Uber. So while all this was happening, you know, I was just beginning to work with Uber and uh, I was continuing that project as I was doing the square front stuff. And then sort of when everything just kind of went to hell and, uh, you know, I was underwater, I was like, all right, well, you know, yeah. I can't continue working on it. So something's got to change. And that's when I started looking to, uh, to kind of change, uh, just my whole model instead of doing client work, I was looking for something full time and then maybe just work on this on the side. Right. And, and that was tough for me because I didn't have a resume because all of my work was client work and a lot of it had NDAs. So I didn't have a portfolio or anything. So I really tried to leverage that, that relationship with Uber and then eventually, you know, they kind of like Aqua hired me in because, you know, we had this big Squarespace project. And once that happened, I just had to cut the time, you know, what I was doing with Squarefront and just stop uh, and really focus on getting hired. And once that yeah. happened a year later, then I started thinking more about Squarefront. So ultimately, yeah, the reason I didn't launch it, I, I like to kind of sum it up is I, I, it just was, there was features that I needed for it to work. And I couldn't get them implemented in the way that I wanted. And, you know, I, I just, I just took too much, too long on it until I went underwater and I really just had to stop. You know, a lot of people have made suggestions like, Oh, why didn't you just put it on teachable or why didn't you just like create a Skillshare class instead? And (laughs) I could have done that for sure. I I just, it it just wasn't the same. And I think like that completely changed the whole model of everything. If I sort of compromised and tried something different. So ultimately I was just like, what I'm going to try to do is 
actually learn stuff, you know, focus, learn JavaScript, learn some of these other things, and then relaunch this. And that's kind of what I've been doing. And, and, you know, at this point now, I mean, you know, again, I know we're, we're, uh, you know, kind of talking about this a lot, but like, you know, ultimately when Squarespace, I couldn't do it on Squarespace. Um, I actually found out that a lot of it was the platform limitations with Squarespace. You know, when you start doing mm-hmm. stuff at this high level, it just, it's very difficult to manage and it, it's not a great user experience. And I really pushed Squarespace, I think, you know, far past its yeah. limits. And, um, and that really had me rethinking, well, is this right on Squarespace at all? And that's when I started looking at other platforms as well. So that's kind of where I'm at now though. I'm like, I'm actually still working on uh, Squareform. The, the, the difference now is that the platform that powers it is actually something entirely different. It's actually uh, fully custom. I have a, a couple like third-party services that I'm using to power some uh, parts of it. But basically once that sort of it, I want to. I don't want to say Squarespace failed me, but once I found out that Squarespace wasn't right for big projects like this, um, right. I wanted to find a platform that was right. But the problem is nothing really existed. So then, that's kind of what that what I started doing is how do I build this? Yeah. And, uh, and and the cool thing is I'm working at Uber. You know, when I got hired, uh, I actually joined the the global website team, you know, uber.com and, and the, uh, the global CMS team. So I was learning how to build, uh, enterprise level CMS platforms, uh, at mm-hmm. the company. And I was doing that for, you know, like I said, three, four years. So now like I have a ton of experience and, um, trying to kind of use that to, to build some sort of a platform to, uh, to yeah. launch some of these ideas. S- still, still Squarespace focused or, you know, with extended boundaries outside the square. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, so I, I still love Squarespace. I I like to say I'm, I'm brand loyal to them. Um, I actually think overall the the platform's awesome, but what I really found out was, you know, there's a range, if you sort of have a one to 10, you know, slider, uh, you know, the range of sites that you can build on Squarespace. Um, I like to say that like Squarespace fits a certain portion of that. Let's say it's like numbers one through three, uh, mm-hmm. you know, small, you know, mid-sized, uh, small business, you know, things like that. But, you know, four to 10, you definitely need something different. It's just, it doesn't, once you start doing very high level stuff, when you're talking about like a, uh, an enormous content architecture where you have like interlinking content all over the site, where you want to make things mm-hmm. extremely easy to manage, um, things sort of custom things built right into it that that Squarespace doesn't support that's where it sort of falls apart so yeah. I kind of look at it even even to today like when I have people who ask me to build sites or if I take on a side project or something like that it really just depends on the project if it's you know if it fits that range I still go Squarespace every time I haven't I haven't wanted to move to like any other platform I don't really have a desire uh, but for anything else I'm kind of working on this custom platform uh, and, and doing it that way. Nice. And and this is a custom platform that you've built or that you're uh, leveraging? Yeah, no. I, uh, so I'm using, some of it right now is powered by, there's this new sort of breed of CMSs called headless CMSs. They're API-driven okay. uh, CMS platforms. And basically what they are, are are data stores. And they allow you to, to basically set up a content architecture within the platform. And then you use API calls to get that content and pull it into your project. So there's a lot of these that exist. Uh, some of the names are, you know, Contentful, Prismic, 
uh, craft CMS, um, sanity. So I'm using one of those to do the data storage now, but sort of the key part that I've been working on and it's, you know, it's still not near, uh, completion yet, but I'm working more on the authoring interface. So like, how does the UI look? What are the components that you're using to build web pages? You know, when you look at Squarespace, Squarespace has this sort of sophisticated block system uh, where you can kind of drag a block into your page and sort of lay out yeah. things. Uh, that model is, is, you know, basically what most enterprise companies are, are using now as well, uh, with the exception of blocks aren't as granular as Squarespace has made them. So Squarespace is on like a 12 point grid and you can drop blocks within that and really kind of, you know, craft an entire page uh, on a crazy, you know, 12 point grid. Um, most of the enterprise systems are row based, you know, so everything is kind of a row and you can see, you can actually see this in Squarespace 7.1. Cause if you, when you go to create a new page, they have this new concept, I think it's called layouts or something like that, mm -hmm. where when you're actually building your new page in Squarespace 7.1, you're actually dragging in giant templates for the entire row of content. So it's usually like a photo with four smaller photos next to it, or it's text on the left side with a, with a photo on the right. So they're, they're actually moving towards this concept, but it's still powered by their old system underneath. Mm -hmm. um, and that presents, you know, a lot of issues uh, with how things collapse, you know, and mobile responsive and things like that. So yeah, that's kind of the key. The key thing I'm trying to figure out is what are these modules that people are using to build pages uh, yeah. in the platform and how does, how do those translate to mobile? Um, how can you edit those uh, easily? You know, what are the different services that can integrate into the platform? What's the authoring uh, user interface look like? So yeah, there's like kind of a lot, a lot of components to it, which is why I really haven't uh, mentioned it. But the the first prototype uh, is Squarefront, and that's what I'm using right now to build it out. So like the first project that's going to be on this platform is Squarefront, yeah. and then hopefully, you know, I can reuse the platform for something else uh, as well, well. That's dope, man. Um it's interesting that you that you said that you started with uh, with an affiliate marketing model in mind because um, I've only just recently arrived at that model as being like you know what I think this is my preferred um, my preferred online business model I think it suits my personality a lot more than all of the other things that I've tried. Let me ask you something. So the, the affiliate yeah. marketing, um, why do you think that that's sort of your preferred model now? And the, and the only reason I ask that is because I'm kind of going back and forth on this, especially as I kind of watch where the world's moving now in terms of, you know, a lot of companies are moving towards membership-based content. A lot of big companies, you know, Apple, Amazon, Google, they're getting into, you know, owning the content so that, yeah. you know, they're the source of content versus, you know, just having advertisements or affiliates or things like that. Because so I really thought a lot about this and I, I, I'm personally moving away from the affiliate stuff just because I feel like I want something that's unique to the business to keep yeah. people coming back. And that's why when, when, you know, just as a quick note on, on Squarefront itself, you know, before when I was trying to build it, you know, everything was more content, you know, it was like, here's a plugin or here's a tutorial. And there are still things that I, that I'm planning around that, but the key things that I'm trying to build now are actually useful applications that do things. So, right. you know, you're subscribing and this service is actually doing something, you know, like let's say a, a dashboard to manage all of your clients' sites and manage code or, or things like that, uh, or some sort of an application that allows you to sync 
uh, customizations directly into a client site. So that's kind of, I'm trying to find reasons to keep people subscribed um, so that it's useful, you know, constantly and they have to continue to subscribe to not yeah. lean on affiliates. It was great in the past though, but I'm kind of curious why, why you. Yeah. Uh, um, well, that. W- that being one of the reasons, right. Of like having to, to kind of, I don't want to say constantly, but have like with the membership model, um, I'm not a consistent. So I just want to insert something here um, because I don't entirely agree with what I'm saying here. So I'm just going to talk over it real quick. And then, yeah. Now I have three kids. So time has become really, you know, really that much more valuable to me. Um, And I I also, until maybe like early 2019, I had, I'd always try to like dabble with affiliate marketing, but it had never like, I had never made more than like a hundred bucks a month with it. Right. Um, and then that changed in like the beginning of 2019. And then it started to dawn on me like, Oh crap, like, like this could possibly work, um, and meet my, my lifestyle needs. Um, and, and then I can like, you know, I don't know, figure out something something else. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and then just because I had had already built up um, a lot of juice with the SEO stuff over the past four or five years. Um, So, well, three years really. Anyway, (laughs) um, it just just now it makes like more sense. So it's kind of like grown to, to make sense, whereas it didn't make any sense in the beginning. I was just trying to sell digital products. Um, yeah, and then, sure. and then again, I ran into my own limitation of like, oh, wait, but I'm not like really a designer like that. Oh, wait, I'm not really a developer like that. Oh, wait, um, it's really hard to find or hire someone who, you know, who cares about this platform like this and, and you know, believes that this is viable, right? Um, I think only recently, I think more and more people are starting to see the viability of building a business around Squarespace. Um, but I think uh, I've experienced, I experienced it as well. Like it's, tra- it's challenging. It's really, really difficult. Like this is not like an easy feat. Um, and that's another thing I wanted to ask you is like, how do you, you know, from your perspective, um, building a business that is like, uh, dependent or codependent on some larger entity, a larger business, like how do you grapple with that? Right. Like we have, you know, there's no real roadmap for us to like follow along with. There's not a, a, a big partner ecosystem, like let's say Shopify. Um, you know, what makes you stay loyal with Squarespace and, 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 you know, given those circumstances, yeah, I mean this this question is actually like very very uh what's the best word? This this is something I've thought about and had countless like late nights literally just thinking about this one thing because I I think I I'm a great example of where this sort of sort of the the um Man, I can't even think of how to how to describe it. <laughs> that's how, that's how like kind of near and dear this is to me. You know, like I'm a I'm a good example of like what happens when that goes wrong. I guess uh, I guess I should say like I was mm-hmm. so invested in Squarespace. You know, when when I rewind, you know, back to 
2008 or so when I first really started focusing on Squarespace, you know, I kind of decided like, I'm going all in. Like I, I literally, I, I did WordPress templates before, um, but Squarespace had enough for me at the time where I'm like, all right, this is, I'm going all Squarespace. This company looks like it's going to be huge. And my goal was to sort of ride, ride their coattails to the promised land or whatever, you know, and like, and it started happening. I remember when I first uh, talked to a lot of the the guys that worked at the company, you know, they were like a 50 person company. Now they're like 1100, 1200 or so. So, um, you know, at the time they were st- still pretty small, but they were doing really cool things that were cutting edge. So I, I invested everything. So immediately, like I decided right, I'm, I'm going to try to become the top expert. So I'm going to participate in the forums. Um, they had a much different forum situation than they do now. It was re- re- much smaller. It was actually built in Squarespace's old platform. And I decided like, I'm going to participate regularly. Um, let me get on Twitter. Um, uh, start following, uh, start responding to people that are commenting, you know, when Twitter came out, I was doing the same thing, uh, when Quora came out later on. And I really just tried to, to kind of just dominate all of the channels in the ecosystem. So wherever you found you were asking information about Squarespace, you would find me. Now, the problem with that is that I literally just went all in and when things went wrong, they went really wrong. So, you know, when I, I had all of my client sites on Squarespace using like consistent customizations, and then because it's a software as a service platform, if they make a big change and my code, you know, breaks because of it, well, now I have to end up fixing that. I have a lot of, you know, uh, angry clients that are asking me like, hey, this thing, my site's down, this thing's broken. Yeah. So there's a lot of like technical problems that come when you sort of, put all your eggs into one basket. Um, and especially when there's a lot of unknowns, you know, why things are going wrong, when changes are happening. Like we don't have any visibility into that with Squarespace, you know, yeah. largely like you actually don't know when things are changing and, and, and when big updates are coming. So I think like, I don't know, it's a balancing act because I, I don't, I actually don't recommend that someone not use a platform because that's happening. I just think you have to be prepared and know what could potentially happen by doing that. So one of the things I started immediately after having countless issues with, you know, big updates from Squarespace came down the pipeline and then it would break code, break sites. I just started telling my clients beforehand that, hey, keep in mind, this is a, you know, I would just go through the, the a, a script. Yeah. This is a software as a service. Things do break. You know, they do have to be maintained. It's not fully, you know, um, just maintenance free as we, uh, you know, move into the future. So keep that in mind. Sometimes, you know, I'll have to do work and have to charge you or whatever. And that actually changed my strategy of how I worked with sites. So a a huge one that happened to me when the whole issue with Squarefront happened, you know, a lot of that was, you know, I was trying to do this big idea on a platform that wasn't meant to do things that big uh, or that complex and I couldn't do anything about it. So I would like, uh, that's actually why if you, if you look up my name on the forums, you can see countless posts that date back all the way to 2014, 15, where I'm constantly asking about features like, Hey, can we do this? How do we do this? This doesn't work. You know, how can I fix this? And that's, that's because I was running into the same thing where you kind of feel powerless, where you want to build this thing, you're loyal to the platform, but the platform is just not moving in, in not moving fast enough. And, and it's and it's preventing you from really doing something that you want to do. So for me, I had to make the decision that Squarespace wasn't the right platform for this thing, uh, or like I was telling you before, this range of sites. So I think like that's that's the big thing is like knowing that when you rely on other platforms, you just have to be prepared and and 
keep your clients, especially if you're doing work for people, uh, keep them informed that this could potentially be a problem just to kind of cover, cover yourself if something goes wrong. Uh, but I don't recommend someone not use something, you know, like I, I still think like Squarespace got me to a place, uh, you know, over the, over a number of years that I probably wouldn't have been able to get to, you know, with another platform. Uh, but you really don't know. I mean, I never really, yeah. I don't try to re- look, look back and regret yeah, any yeah. choices like that, but yeah, it's, that's a tough one. Uh, technology partners and what you choose is definitely, definitely can, you know, be hugely beneficial, uh, or not <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think about it a lot as well well for obvious reasons um and there you know it's kind of like this this fine line of like um being too vested or or feeling like maybe i haven't vested enough um but like i think you, you even outline i think a, a very basic playbook i think on on the marketing side of like how do i make myself an expert. Um, and not only do you like have to be, uh, in those channels, it it helps also if you can create those channels. Um, so like, you know, the, the Squarespace Reddit channel, um, like you made that right. Like how did that come about? Yeah. I mean, I I think that's just another example of, you know, that that's another, when you look at, you know, like the top, 12 platforms out on the web, you know, it's like the Twitters, the Facebooks and all that. I, I basically tried to find where the communities are because, you know, like you, Squarespace community users are your customers. I know for like your business, you know, yep. a Squarespace customer is also your customer. And that's the same way I approached uh, Squarefront when I was building that. It was, you know, hey, I want you to find Squarespace, but whenever you need something else that they don't provide, well, then you're going to find square front. That's kind of, that's the way I approached it. So in order to do that, I had to be the the person that was constantly at every point that that customer may go. So, you know, they would go to Google, they would go to Quora, they would go to Twitter, LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups, Reddit, uh, whatever it was. And I wanted to meet them there and hopefully they would find me. And to yeah. do that, you just have to get in those channels. And it just so happened at the time. I, I don't, I think there was not the Squarespace channel on Reddit was not uh, moving at all. And the moderator had not touched anything in a while. So, you know, on Reddit, you can basically submit a request and if it goes unanswered or they, you know, they allow you to take it over, then you can take it over. And I just kind of, I took that over and became a moderator. And then, you know, right for right now, I mean, I kind of just tried to, to uh, point people in the right direction, tag things and all that. But honestly, like when I look at it now, you know, Squarespace does have a a good community channel. The reason I did that before was because they didn't have a a great forum. You know, they used, uh, I'm sure a lot of you that are listening to this, like the answers forum, you know, and the Mm -hmm. answers forum to me was, was not great at the time when it came out, it was useful, but it largely went, um, you know, unmaintained, the design wasn't that great. And it was really actually difficult to find things. So I set out to build a better forum. Uh, It was a combination of live chat with a forum. And that's when I launched the Slack channel, you know, back in 2015, before I launched Squarefront. So I decided, Mm -hmm. okay, Squarefront's coming soon. 
to prepare for that, let me get a couple community elements up. So I launched the Slack channel and I brought my you know entire uh, email list into that. And then I was building a forum on a software called, I think it's Mute, uh, M-U-U-T, yeah. which is an embeddable forum and it worked great with Squarespace. And actually it was a phenomenal uh, forum. And I, I built a uh, forum on that and the whole idea was that was going to be the forum and it was going to you know hopefully outperform Squarespace's just because it was a better format and it was tied into all the other stuff that was on the site turns out uh about a year later is when they launched Squarespace Circle so Squarespace Circle launched their own forum using the discourse platform and it was awesome I thought it was a great forum it was super fast it was very easy to use and it was on one of the best platforms that are out there which is discourse yeah. So once that happened, I decided, all right, well, let me just scrap the forum idea and then I'm going to, sh- to try to invest in, in their forum because that's now going to be a thriving community and it doesn't really make sense to try to fragment it more. You know, why not participate there and, you know, just kind of invest in, in what they're providing. And this yeah. actually touches on the question you, you were talking about mm-hmm. in terms <laughs> of like, how do you, when you're building a business, like, you know, let's say a marketplace to sell themes or plugins and you're using a big platform like Squarespace, you never really know when they're going to launch their own version. And mm-hmm. and I was actually worried for a long time, you know, because I think Tumblr had a really good sort of theme marketplace when they they launched their you know free and paid marketplace where you could very easily go into Tumblr, change the theme. There was a whole you know there's a thriving third party uh, development community there, and I kind of had a hunch that Squarespace might do this. And I'm like, all right, if I'm going to be building templates. Um, I better just be aware that Squarespace might launch this themselves. And if they launch it, most likely what I'm doing is is probably uh, not going to get a lot of traffic anymore or it won't be the, the best source. Mm-hmm. But but as you can see, I mean, I was thinking that back in 2014. It's six years later and, and they I can't see any world no where they would have a template marketplace so it's yeah. that's one of the sort of trade-offs you have to make you never know um, however look look at the squarespace the thing squarespace has launched you know they they launched a great forum now they have two forums now they're integrated a little bit a little bit better they, they launched their own marketplace which is a huge one um i mean just look at the the, the applications they've they've sort of uh, bolted on to Squarespace. They acquired yeah. Acuity Scheduling. Now they have scheduling built in. They have uh, email marketing, which in my opinion, it's like insanely easy. It's actually easier to use than MailChimp, and, which I, you know, was hard to believe. But, you know, yeah. things like that, you just have to be careful, like what you build. Uh, for me, that's, that's what I'm thinking about also. It's like, what can I build that most likely they won't tap into or, or get into just yet? Um, or if they do, is it going to affect my business? If I'm going to spend a lot of resources uh, building this thing, you know, is it, you know, could, could spend, uh, Squarespace potentially launch something that just like takes out 80% of the, you know, the traffic or, or the customers. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, looking at where, where they've, where they've been and sort of where they're at right now, I think there's still a lot of opportunity and I've kind of, I don't know. I'm getting used to how they how they launch things, how they work. I mean, you can kind of see what they're doing with the e-commerce mm-hmm. platform and the new extensions. You, know, you can kind of see what they're what they're doing. So yeah, I have good feelings. I, yeah. So I mean, I still think there's there's a lot of opportunity for people to build stuff, uh, especially around training. I think the training is where a lot of the the third parties uh, or the developers can help a lot. You know, people like you, because I think the content is you 
your take on it is much different than anything they would ever do. And your experiences are going to bring a whole new layer, uh, a whole new side to that same type of content, which is why I'm so big on training content, you know, YouTube and things like that. I think it's still a pretty, uh, pretty thriving, you know, yeah. idea. Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> I've definitely got some ideas around that with, uh, sqsp.guru. Um, when I get the time, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I'll, I'll give you some of my experience with just like in the past year, two or three of our plugins have, are now, you know, built into the platform. And that was something I was obviously aware could happen down the line. Um, but surprisingly there was minimal impact as in like, um, there's still value in buying the plugin because there's still little features that you just still don't get with the platform. Um, and, and people still buy the plugin. So it's like a weird thing. Um, and I remember on my first episode, I, I spoke with Ward from member space and I brought this up with him. I'm like, Hey Ward. So, you know, what happens if, if Squarespace decides to like do their membership thing, what happens to member space? And his rationale was, like, you know, well, we've, we've created so many features here. Um, there's so much that even if they did, there would still be more to do. Right. So I think that's probably like more likely the case, you know, in, in a lot of instances where, um, I guess, depending on how far ahead of the curve you are, you know, you can kind of like time the wave. Yeah, um, that's that's actually a really good point because I think like it kind of goes back to, and, and immediately as you're talking about that, I'm starting to think of like the countless scenarios where when Squarespace does launch something that potentially replaces like, let's say a plugin or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of customers might not be able to do that one little thing that they, you know, the whole point of they're using that feature is they wanted this one little feature that yeah. maybe Squarespace didn't support and they might not know how to do it. So if they have to pay a developer, it's going to cost them, you know, 30, 60, $90 an hour, whatever to get that added. Whereas they can still buy a plugin for 10, 20, 30 bucks or whatever it costs and get that immediately. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I think you're right. I, I think definitely think there's still a lot of opportunity. I think like one thing that's great is that there's so, I hate to say it like this, it's great that it doesn't have a lot of features, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, it, it's actually good that it's not flexible because it does create a lot of opportunities for, yeah. you know, template makers, plugins, tutorials, and how to. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. Tons, cool. tons of opportunity, especially, I mean, this is where I wish I had a little bit more uh, skill on the, on the development side. Um, but like they've made, what three APIs accessible in the past year, year and a half, um, which I just haven't been able to take advantage of it. But like, um, I'm sure there's like amazing things that need to be built um, that people are looking for. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's actually exciting. I mean, the, the fact that they're opening the platform up a little bit, that's where real, you know, opportunity to, to sell things. And that's kind of, that's actually where I've been looking a lot at is, is how do you now build real applications and not just, you know, kind of simple things that they might be able to just launch themselves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of where my head's at. So I love the API, uh, the e-commerce APIs that they're launching. I hope they allow you to do that for more of the like core content that's in the website. 
And mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. I mean, I, th- I think it's just going to give you so much opportunity to build crazy stuff that hasn't been done before. That's going to yeah. solve a lot of problems. And when you can, when you can solve big pain points, like let's say, you know, shipping and fulfillment or, you know, the ability to launch a t-shirt uh, e-commerce uh, plugin that automatically sends, you know, over to a service like Printful and, and then you can like, Mm-hmm. literally don't have to touch anything and you can get, you know, the shirt created and sent out to a customer without the customer doing anything. I mean, that's really, that's where you really start creating huge value that people will pay for, you know, 20, 30 bucks a month, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, speaking of that, um, I, I, I got a couple ideas that, um, I'm going to send your way later. Um, that I think you probably, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Nice. Um, there's some things that I've been want. Like, here's what happens, man. There's things that like I want to do, and I just can't do it for the longest. And then finally, there's like a little glimmer of like hope. Um, and usually, those things turn out really good after that. But like that lead up to like uh, I want to be able to do this thing, and I can't do it is like the hardest part. Oh, um, man, you're speaking my language. That was me <laughs> for eight years until I was like, oh my God, I, I have to learn this. I have to learn this. I, I think that also is what drives me to constantly want to learn other things. You know, yeah. I just, I hate it when I don't know how to do something that I know in a sense is, is not that difficult once I learn it. You know, I'm like, I look at things and I'm like, oh man, if, if I only knew that, that's probably like an hour of work. Whereas it's taking <laughs> me, you know, 40 hours to figure out. And, it, and that's actually what drives me to, to, to try to learn, you know, more about uh, a number of different things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it definitely makes you feel like you have superpowers. Like I'm the first time I learned how to use the command line uh, on a Mac. I mean, that was yeah. like mind, mind blowing. I literally was like, oh my God, I'm like a superhero now. This is crazy. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, man. Well, Jason, man, I appreciate uh, appreciate you taking some time uh, to chat. It's good chatting with you, man. Um, it's been a while since we've been crossing paths, and um, I'm glad you got to uh, come on, man, and share a lot of the the insights that you shared. Yeah, man. No, I, I want to thank you again for for having me. This is awesome. I love what you're doing with this show. Uh, the people that you've had on so far have been super interesting. So, yeah, man, keep at it, and let's let's maybe try to do the next one in person or something. That might be yeah, that would be good. Fun. Yeah. Let's get the, the camera rolling. Um, yeah, make it look real good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Right, man. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, you can check out the show notes at sqspthemes.com backslash podcast. And please leave a review or leave some stars wherever you are listening to this. And I'll see you next week where I'll be talking with Kirsten Martin on selling online courses with Squarespace.